Good morning, my friends, and welcome to Thursday, December the 10th. We are now in double digits in December already. And the birthing, uh, it, it's coming two weeks away, is Christmas Eve. And so we still have two weeks of gestation, two weeks to, to prepare our hearts, our lives, our, our, our attitudes, our beings for the coming uh, this year. And so we continue through Advent. Uh, you know, we, um, I said we kind of jump around with our readings in Advent that uh, we don't, like ordinary time, go sequentially through a gospel. Interestingly enough, yesterday was uh, Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. Today we're jumping ahead to Matthew eleven eleven to 15. So uh, if you'd like to read along, Matthew chapter 11, verses 11 to 15, let's break open God's word today together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to... To Matthew. Jesus said to the crowds, Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent are taking it by force. All the prophets and the law prophesied up to the time of John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah, the one who is to come. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So in the Gospels, particularly in Mark, and and Matthew and Luke borrow a great deal from Mark. Remember, they use Mark as a source, the idea being that Mark's was the first Gospel written. Uh, but uh, but uh, specifically in Mark, there's something called the messianic question that Jesus never really answers the question. Now, Mark does right away, uh, and we heard it this last weekend, didn't we, in the gospel, because we started with Mark chapter 1, verses 1 to 8, and it says the gospel uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ. It names who he is right off the bat. But then, as you go through the gospel, uh, people are looking to him and saying, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And Jesus ducks the question. Um, really, for the most part, the hinge is uh, at the time when Peter names who he is. But Jesus doesn't name himself. Peter does. It's not until the end where it's named by the soldier at the foot of the cross. Truly, you are the Son of God uh, after Jesus dies. Truly, this was the Son of God. Um, that that comes to full fruition. And so what we see, again, that the theologians, scripture scholars call that the messianic secret. What we see is that same uh, idea taking place here. Um, in our gospel today, Matthew and Luke borrow from him, but um, it, is, uh, it is here that Jesus, again, kind of gives you the hint as to who he is, but he does it through John. It's that last sentence. If you are willing to accept it, he, meaning, because again, they're speaking of John, is Elijah, the one who is to come, uh, whoever has ears ought to hear, uh, because Elijah was the one who would come before preparing the way for the Messiah. And so what, in effect, he's saying is, 
John has played that role. He's still not naming that he is the one. He's hinting at it. He's dropping those seeds. He's saying to you, you kind of know who I am here. Um, But he's not naming it directly. Um, But in a sense, he is. He's saying John was the, the forebearer. John was the one who came to, uh, to preach and prepare the way. Okay, anyway, that was just kind of a, a prelude as to what I really want to get into, which is right in the middle of the gospel, there's that wonderful and vexing line. So they're talking about John, right? No, no one uh, among those born of women has been greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And, and again, I think there's much that could be said about that uh, other than I think what we're talking about is the great um, uh, equality in the kingdom, the, 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 that all are, are children of God and, and one child is not greater than the other. But it's the next line I want to talk about. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent are taking it by force. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not sure what Jesus is saying there, but it's a fascinating line. From the days of John the Baptist until now. So again, from the days of John the Baptist, John the Baptist, I I suspect what Jesus is saying here is from the days when John was killed, or maybe when he did his ministry. uh, So we're not talking about the 30 years since John the Baptist was born, but maybe when he took uh, a public ministry or, or I think more notably, when he was killed. From the days of John the Baptist until now, until this time of, of Jesus' statement. So there may only be a year in there, two years in there. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent are taking it by force. You know, I, I, and this has nothing really to do with it, but... Um, I go to that line where the rich young ruler, I want to say this is Luke's gospel, comes, the rich young man comes to Jesus and says, uh, Master, what must I do to possess eternal life? That choice of words is so interesting. What must I do to possess eternal life? This is a man who has many possessions, a man who, who buys something Uh, Because he's got wealth and it is his. And now he's looking to do that with the kingdom of God. What must I do to possess eternal life? Well, those who, who don't have a lot of wealth don't use that as the tool to possess it. And maybe they would use violence. I don't have wealth to take the kingdom of God, but I've got violence. And Herod... Uh, may have been one such person who had plenty of wealth, but by his violence took the life of, uh, of John the Baptist, directing what he wanted to hear from God and what he didn't want to hear from God. And he didn't want to hear that his wife, the son or the wife of his brother, uh, was an illegitimate marriage to him. And what that meant about who, what he had to do and who he was. And so he took the kingdom of God by violence. And I think it's easy for us to say, ah, oh, yeah, that, that, that's true. That happened then. And, and they're going to take the kingdom of God by violence with Jesus later. 
But I, I think, my friends, it, it happens quite often in our life. And, and I, I even quoted this yesterday, Paul's wonderful uh, word in the Galatians. Um, but that idea that, that I, I think we take the, the kingdom of God by violence. I don't want to say what you do. I think I do. I think I do. Um, and and anytime I try to control God or say, I want God, I want you to go down this path, or because I have a need here, or, or my life will be more comfortable, God, if I understood you in this way and not the broad way, which would invite me to something different. Or, or God, I, I, I don't want to hear this saying today, so I'm not going to listen to that, but I'm going to go back to a different scripture reading where it was nice and more, it was cuddly. Um, that idea that says, you know, I can control God, or I, even if I know I can't, I want to, and I try to, with my actions, my words, my prayer, my... my thought, my whatever it is, my attendance and presence. And isn't that trying to take God by violence? Take the kingdom of heaven by violence? Even if that violence is tender and, and it tries to put on the air of kindness. If I am manipulating God for my sake, is that not violence? I love the image, brothers and sisters, that our God came to us as a child. Here's what I know. Um, and I don't know much. But I know that children, when they are born, they are incredibly vulnerable. And there is something that God did in creating that child that moves the hearts of mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles the world over, that says there is nothing they wouldn't do for that child. They don't try to manipulate the child in who the child is. They simply allow the child to be. It's only when the child grows that we try to manipulate them. Isn't that true? That, that we try to let them, make them be who maybe we were not or try to uh, fashion them in our image or the image of who we think they should be in the world rather than who God made them to be. And then we commit violence on them rather than inviting them to be the one and the only one who God made them to be. God came to us vulnerable. And in coming to us vulnerable, he invites us to accept him as he is and to nurture him as he is, not as we want him to be, then and now. Anything, brothers and sisters, we try to nurture ultimate reality, capital U, capital R, to be what we need it to be, what we want it to be. I think, brothers and sisters, we try, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and we are trying to take it by force. I think what our God invites us to be is to say instead, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that amazing what ultimate reality is? Just a different name for God. And, and what that invites me to, because it invites me to be the agent and, and the one of change, not the kingdom of God. Um, and again, I... <laughs> I mentioned this like five minutes ago, and I'm finally getting to it, that word in Galatians that I mentioned yesterday. 
I live no longer I, but Christ lives in me. I live no longer I. Not my agenda, not my control, not my need to shape God and shape the kingdom and shape the message and shape the word and shape the the ideal into what I want it to be. Even in wonderful and kind and manipulative, smiley ways. Because that's violence. But to allow God to be who God needs to be. He came to us vulnerable. And he invited us in that vulnerability to change who we are or uh, to be present to that child. He still comes to us vulnerable today. And he invites us to be the ones who change, to adapt to that beauty and simplicity, um, to be that child of God who trusts in, in the message and, and the, the ability of the parent. Uh, of the one who comes to us vulnerable and let that vulnerability change us to be vulnerable rather than trying to possess or take something by violence in our own agenda and our own need for control. Let's pray. Let's pray. We continue through his sorrowful mysteries today. And so let's bring our intentions before our, our Blessed Mother And uh, we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth sorrowful mystery, Jesus carries his cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, thanks for opening God's word with me today. Vulnerable is a scary place to be, but I think it's what our God invites us into. But he does it through example. And he does it knowing that he, the vulnerable one, can be trusted with our own vulnerability. May we have the strength to be vulnerable today. God's peace.